0: journalists, activists, and others about the ongoing conflict in Israel-Palestine. Once again, that's Understanding Israel-Palestine every Friday morning at 9.30 a.m. on KKFI.
1: KKFI has a fun drive coming up soon, and we're always looking for members of our community to come down to the station and be on the air as a pitch partner during our fun drives. You can help share the good word about community radio. And if you can't give your money, you can always give your voice. Interested folks can go online to kkfi.org forward slash volunteer.
2: This is Maria Vasquez Boyd, and you are listening to 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. kansas city it's time for art speak radio in its new time from 9 a.m to 10 a.m thanks so much for joining us or listening to us online at kkfi.org got a great lineup of folks today lots of writers and and creative people michelle campbell is on the line with us katherine browder laser lou dude and mary mccather so think stick around we'll be right back We're so happy to have you along today. And uh, you know, this is my first at the 9 a.m. time and I hope you enjoy that. And you know, if if you miss it at this time, We have podcasts available uh, through our website, kkfi.org, and iTunes. That's possible to, to really tune in at a later time, at your convenience. But for now, I want to introduce you to Michelle Campbell. She's calling from out of town. She is a licensed massage therapist living and creating in Newark, Ohio. Now, she is pursuing her lifelong dream of publishing and has completed her first manuscript, The Signature of Smoke, She began writing at the age of 14 as a way to process the experience of anxiety, depression, and the feeling of, you know, just not fitting in. Now, in her early 20s, she began her education in the healing arts, reconnected with her cultures, and became heavily influenced by indigenous healing practices and motivated by Native American and Celtic authors and poets, music and nature. Now her work is not only a reflection of these experiences, but also of dreams and visions in the holding of space to allow for healing and balance to occur, whether by her touch or through her words. She is also a Colosso Cat Mom. Welcome my friend Michelle. Hello, thank you. Wow. You know, I, I think that the power of the Internet is, is really, truly amazing because um, I, although I've not met you in person, I know you through uh, various Zoom poetry readings that, that were presented by uh, Penny Themi, and yeah. we're so grateful for her and that. Um, there's a lot to talk about, but I, I do want to hear uh, what you're working on lately and sort of a little bit more about you, if you could.
3: What I'm working on lately, I'm always working on something, um, especially with with writing. Um, when I put my manuscript together, that was huge for me because mm-hmm. it was a very emotional body of work. And uh, I kind of had to step back, take a little bit of a break from it. And I didn't write for a while, a couple of months or so. But then it all starts streaming back in. You know, it just finds its way. And, uh, of course, working on a lot of um, other projects regarding my healing practice. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, family, everything, just kind of keeping busy with it all.
2: Yeah, you know, I feel that that with the arts, whether it's uh, painting or performance, writing especially, there's always sort some sort of a therapeutic value to that. I've had number of guests say that art has saved my life, and again, you know, whether it was poetry or some other sort of uh, art practice, uh, it's it's been just very organic and healing to to so many of my guests that have been on. Uh, you know, I would love for you to share some of your work i I don't want to jabber um, myself, but i I wanted you to share some of your work so our listeners can get a sense of of uh your genre and sort of how you how you create.
3: Yes, yes, I'd be happy to
2: um
3: I'll be reading pieces from my manuscript um so are we ready for me to yeah. just begin doing that? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Um, so this manuscript is the signature of Smoke, and it spans a 14-year relationship with John. Uh, John was my best friend, my love, and he passed away in oh, 2020. Um, so this is my observation Of him, especially, Um, he was a combat veteran. And um, anyway, uh, so this entails um, visions, dreams, actual experiences, our relationship. And uh, I'll begin with a piece called Bear and Buffalo Rugs. Bear and Buffalo rugs by the fire were, as she lay in wait for his late steps to stir in her a whirlwind, like the wind that coldly tossed the leaves to spring and back again, the bear and buffalo rugs by the fire were, as at last, at last, at last, he came to her.
2: Mm. Wow. One thing that that you and I have talked about when you sent me your manuscript, and I, I immediately after reading it just felt so visceral it just felt so real that I could smell and touch and taste what you you created is that an intent that you have or is it just sort of oh that just sort of happens
3: it's both actually sometimes it just sort of happens and I think oh okay I like that Mm -hmm. other times it's very intentional because because of the work that I do as a healer and the way that I relate to people and the way that I relate to my world and myself is through a very spiritual lens. And so I try to bring that spirituality into my writing and make it, make it something that's palpable, something that is tangible, something that you can relate to. Um, so it is both it, it happens and it's also intentional
2: You know, if you just tuned in um, I'm Maria Vasquez-Boyd On 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio I'm talking with Michelle Campbell Who is a licensed massage therapist uh, Living in New Newark, uh, Ohio Also a writer A very fine writer um, Would you care to, to read A couple more pieces for us?
3: Yes um, Let's see The other piece that I have here is called California Plates. He had California plates on his truck, a big white pickup. He drove from Oklahoma to Savannah as he went absent without official leave up into the Ohio Valley on a way too humid day in July. We spent that day and most of the sleepless night in a perfectly tiny motel room just off State Route 79 right outside of town easy access to the open road, and back to the spoils of a war that took too much. But not before we fell deeper into the love we'd already made, holding tight to every minute of those short hours, whose shadows kept us holding it together as high hopes and settled dreams, shapeshifted like loose sand running through an hourglass and falling into a trepidation that formed a desperate reality and long before we knew another's kiss would come after, never truly knowing that none could ever come between.
2: Oh my goodness, so lovely. In, in the city that you live in, do you have a, a, a writer's community? Do you have the support of other writers locally that, that you can kind of bounce your work off or, or share poetry? Not in the town mm.
3: that I live in. However, I do live very close to Columbus, which is our capital city, mm-hmm. and there is a large uh, group there, um, but living about 30 miles away and having a pretty busy lifestyle,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: difficult, you know, it's difficult to, to get together sure. uh, with other up- but that that is a goal I guess in this new year is to uh, reach out and be a larger part of a writing community and pursue this a little bit more closely
2: yeah it it is really important and and I know that uh, we we have a pretty thriving literary group here in Kansas City I mean whether it's poets writers uh, you know novelists and that sort of thing uh, I'm going to go back to when you began writing at the age of 14. Was there a particular uh, writer, poet, or someone who influenced you that you said to yourself, you know what, I'm going to try my handout writing?
3: Well, I, I read a lot as a kid uh-huh. uh, because I, I just was kind of on my own, and uh, that was the, the books were my friends. You know, oh, gosh, yes. A way for me to kind of escape. And um, it was actually um, in school, we, uh, seventh grade probably, I had a, a, an English teacher who, uh, during Write to Read week, wanted us to write something instead of read something. Wow. Whether it was a piece of poetry, a short story. So I wrote a piece about my dad. And she really loved it. And I just thought, huh, okay, well, that was kind of cool. And I started journaling at that point. And then uh, song lyrics, uh, mostly music, was a big influence for me at that time. And so I kind of uh, played around with that a little bit. And then um, in high school, um, I had a teacher in a composition class who encouraged me to continue writing whether you just do it for yourself or mm-hmm. whether you try to pursue it in other ways never stop writing you know, she felt as though i had a talent there and so i never stopped
2: wow i love that i love that you know and and grateful for that individual who came into your life to really sort of encourage and support you so uh we're we're all grateful to her for that um We have uh, some more time for another poem if you would want to share.
3: Yes, absolutely. Um, This is A Belt of Turquoise. A belt of turquoise binds us together, the blue beads encircling and connecting throughout many lifetimes of love, of loss and rebirth. I see the shimmer of you walking the plains toward me, on horseback across the moors, winding your way on silent footfalls across many rooms to lie by my side. My soldier, my love. Your heart beats far softer than any of the lives you've been meant to live.
2: You know, we are so grateful for your work today and, and sharing your words with us. Sometimes it's not always easy because I, I know as a poet, you know the work is so personal or or you know sometimes you you just kind of question your ability so, uh, yeah. as a writer or a creative person but but your work is very beautiful and I can't wait. Till you're published, so so I can have have <laughs> yeah. that in, in my my grubby little hands uh, reading your your work. If you would share with us any of your uh, social media platforms that we can find you at, or or uh, that. Yeah, well,
3: I I really just have Facebook, uh-huh. um, just my name, Michelle Campbell, I'm on Facebook in Newark, Ohio. And I do have my uh, email address there if anyone wanted to contact me directly. Yeah. Which is uh, walayla414 at yahoo.com.
2: A couple of other things. What would be your your words of advice for a new writer or a writer wanting to uh, create poetry? Well, you know... I suppose the
3: best advice that I received, and uh, this came from Joy Harjo,
2: Um,
3: she said be yourself. Mm. Be yourself and just write how you write. Speak how you speak. Speak of the unspeakable. Um, So beyond that, I think journaling is very important. It uh, doesn't have to make sense. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to flow a certain way. Just put the feeling out. Get the feeling out of you and into another format. I and love that helps that. you to heal. That. And eventually you'll find your way of putting it together and letting it flow into something that um, maybe sounds a little more poetic.
2: I love that. I love that. You know, as your introduction, I, I read that. Uh, that you are a colossal cat mom now yeah. is, is your cat colossal or are you col- colossal because I'm thinking of this huge cat that weighs you know 90 pounds it's a colossal cat <laughs> right well
3: it's a little bit of both you know I we love work it. together so
2: <laughs> yeah we're together you know anyway. and and I think having a, an animal around you is very spiritual and uplifting too now you know, when I used to sing, my dog didn't care for that. He was less supportive. But uh, at, at any rate, uh, you know, I want to thank you so much for having uh, the time to be with us on air today. And hopefully we'll, we'll meet you soon when you come to Kansas City. I know AWP is happening next month. It's huge, but uh, we'll, we'll meet again. And if not, uh, you know, through Zoom or, or another Poetry Read, right?
3: Oh, I am sure we will find our way to each other, absolutely, in one way or another. And thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. I'm grateful.
2: Oh, well, you're very welcome. You know, I, how can I help? You're, you're just very, very talented. And like I said, I'm, I'm waiting for that book uh, in my hands. So thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us today.
3: Yes, thank
4: you.
2: You bet. And we're going to be right back with Artspeak Radio after this.
4: Hello KKFI
2: listeners, this is David Barsamian of Alternative Radio. Beginning January 24th, AR is moving to Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Don't miss a single edition of Alternative Radio at 90.1 FM on your dial and kkfi.org.
4: And thanks for supporting Community Radio KKFI.
1: KKFI has a fun drive coming up soon, and we're always looking for members of our community to come down to the station and be on the air as a pitch partner during our fun drives. You can help share the good word about community radio. And if you can't give your money, you can always give your voice. Interested folks can go online to kkfi.org forward slash volunteer.
2: Hey, this is Maria Vaskis Boyd on ninety point one FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks for joining us at our new time, nine a.m. to ten p.m. Uh, I'm not in my pajamas, John Todd, but uh, I got my slippers on, so that's that's good enough. Hey, I want to mention that our next guest, Mary McCauley, yay, I said it right, uh, and Laser Lou Dude, who's going to be joining us joining us by phone. We're going to talk about a wonderful event that's. Coming up at the Ken City Planetarium. So, welcome, my friend Mary McCauley. Yay! Hello,
5: it's wonderful to see you again.
2: It's been a while. Yes. Happy New Year to you. So, you have something really exciting to share with us, if you would.
5: I do, yes. Um, you know, I was here about a year ago when I came and introduced the idea of digital dreams to you and um, what we were doing here with that program. And um, now, this year, almost a full year later, yeah. we have Laser Lou doing a planetarium show at the Union Station Planetarium.
2: Perfect. It's I mean, that sounds great. So, what what is the program about? What is the event about?
5: It's a very immersive audiovisual experience. Laser is a laser light installation artist. So, at this show on March 16th, he's going to have a deployment of some large uh, live lasers, and then also have a pre-recorded visual experience that you can view within the dome. Um, and We've been putting some sneak peeks out on, mm-hmm. on social media and whatnot, and those will be increasing as we get closer to the date. Union Station's about to release the announcement for this, and tickets will be available through Union Station. It's it's something I hope that everyone can get a chance to attend and, and experience.
2: So, um, is this family friendly?
5: Oh, most definitely. All ages are welcome. And there'll be show times at 6pm and 8pm. And uh, you'll have a chance to meet Lou and that we're going to have an after party as well at 9pm. Uh, with a- exclusive meet and greets and maybe play with some lasers. <laughs>
2: I love that. And, and you can find more information at UnionStation.org for ticket information, because we can't give out ticket prices, but find out more information about that. And we do have Laser Lou, who's on the phone right now. Are you there?
6: Good morning. Good
2: morning. Thank you so much for joining us. And Mary's here, too. So uh, how exciting is this? is this something I'm
6: grinning, yeah, I'm grinning ear to ear yeah, oh so my exciting. goodness
2: now this is not something new to you because you are a laser uh well I, I should say a trailblazing digital artist right uh,
6: I, I like those words those are good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love it so this promises to be a really captivating experience combining art and technology give us a little bit of background about you where you got your start in art and kind of where you're at now
6: Sure. Um, my my intro into art uh, really is just from a scientific and and curiosity level, at least for, for lasers. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been a huge fan of unique glass and just light in general. Um, and and I and about 2017 or so, I had uh, a curiosity challenge myself to build a laser pointer um, and wow. dove into this this you know very Um, complicated realm of of how in the world do I do this? But if I want to fast forward, I I started building these laser pointers uh, just left and right. Uh, And they were, at first, were very, very high powered pointers. You could, you know, burn things with them, really just for for looking at, not really doing much else (laughs) uh, with the beams. Mm -hmm. And eventually, I I, I kind of fell in love with trying to capture, you know, what I was creating uh, and taking pictures of it. And at the same time, how can I make this more interesting? Can I make this beam bounce all the way around my garage where I was working at the time? Uh, instead of just pointing at the wall, can I get some mirrors? Can I make it really cool and extend this beam around? Uh, and really, you know, I, I started collecting glass for surface mirrors uh, and and really went down the rabbit hole of, of how do I make this as unique as possible, uh, something that I like to look at, and then you know, after that, can I capture it? Can I share it? Mm-hmm. What what else can I do with it? How do I bring people into it that can't come and see it physically? So that's where a lot of the technology, kind of builds on after
2: the fact. Wow, that's amazing! While well, the rest of us were reading the back of cereal boxes, you're building lasers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, I understand that uh, your unique ability to bend cutting edge technology with creative vision uh, has been synonymous with creating spellbinding art, lasers, glass, mirrors, and water, um, and that often it's mistaken for your work is mistaken for 3D rendered art, because it's bright neon lines and, and all of that. Sure. Uh, but I understand too this is really, I love this that your style evokes a vaporwave disco aesthetic wow this is going to be cool this is going to be cool yes. so, and it sets you apart in the digital digital art scene so when we come to this uh, event at Union Station on March 16th uh, is it mostly digital and then music or is there a theme What what will we Take us on a little journey. Sure, sure.
6: Um, so the the main presentation is going to be a, a video that is created out of all of my source content. So so I build the the laser installation in my walk-in closet, and I record it um, from as many different angles as I can. And more recently, uh, using a three sixty camera, I'm able to wow. record you know the the entire scene and then put it into a, a digital representation of where, where it feels like you're kind of flying through uh, the installation. Uh, it puts you in corners of the installation that you can't really get, you know, even with your, your, your naked eye, uh, because you couldn't get your eye, you know, into the middle of it. But I can kind of fit my camera down in the middle of it. So all of a sudden, as a viewer of this, of the digital representation of this physical install, you can find yourself inside of it. Uh, and then you know while while that's really interesting, uh, my mind likes to take it a couple hundred steps further uh, and, and you know put some more psychedelic uh, kind of twists and turns um, so so both when I'm building the installation and then afterwards when I'm kind of making the the digital representation of it, you know I have these things in mind that you know you can you can see a beam. Uh, I, I can just show you a regular beam, but is that going to be super exciting
0: mm, mm-hmm. for me?
6: No, for you, probably not. Maybe a little bit, but you <laughs> know, I, it, it, for me as the artist, it's when I'm building these things and when I'm, I'm creating the representation afterwards. There's really no like end point for me. I keep going and going and going. It's hard oh, for me to say this is the final thing because it is. It's always like evolving. There's always something extra I can add to it. So trying to find that happy spot of okay this is good this is great i'm satisfied um you know i want to show people this uh it is a challenge for me but i think in the end it's 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 kind of the same for every artist out there right you want it, your best representation oh, of sure. your work to come out and and usually it's 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 head and shoulders above what people expect so um if if i can get people to come in and realize wow this is built from, from something physical mm-hmm. and then you 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 took us into it and then you took us to another world that doesn't exist anywhere but was completely captivating and and the music went along with it and you know it just it, it it let me think about nothing but what i'm looking at for this short period of time i think that's that's really the end goal that you can walk away and say wow that was an experience right i wasn't just watching some video but yeah. i was in it <laughs>
2: I love that. I love that. And although you're you're talking to me by phone, in the studio we have uh, Mary McCauley and my other guest, Catherine Browder, and Mary leaned over Hello. to show her <laughs> show her some images, and uh, Catherine's face just lit up like, oh, my goodness. So based on that and what you're telling us, I mean, this seems like a, just a really, truly wonderful experience for us all. Um, I want to say that this solo debut is is expected to draw art enthusiasts, technology aficionados, and curious minds alike, offering an unforgettable journey through the interplay of light and art. Mary, I have to ask you, how did you find our LaserLoo dude?
5: You know, I was fortunate enough to meet LaserLoo at East Denver last March Mm -hmm. in Denver. It's a yearly conference that they hold out there for Ethereum. And... I was just absolutely fascinated when he told me what he did, and I looked at his art, and from the moment I really saw it, I thought, this should be in a planetarium. This should be in a 360 visual thing that you can lean back and just watch this, and um, when I reached out to the planetarium about that proposition, and they saw Lou's art, they were in complete agreeance. So it's it's a match made in heaven.
2: <laughs> really, I, it, it truly is. And again, I would encourage folks to visit unionstation.org for more information because even though March 6th is, you know, uh, quite a, a bit of ways, you want to be able to plan for this because I imagine it's going to be huge and, and quite popular. And is it just one...
5: Most definitely. March 16th, yeah. um, definitely put that date on your calendars. Uh, the show will be syndicated um, after the fact at Union Station, but to get oh, to wow. meet Lou in person yeah. and experience that um, of his energy and introducing his show and, and seeing some live lasers, uh, definitely be there on the 16th. And then he'll be returning back in the fall as well mm-hmm. to, to do another um, install inside Union Station and, and to be you know with the people in the planetarium
2: you know and and what a great opportunity not only to meet him but then to experience this in that planetarium which yes. is just perfect for Such a, great environment a perfect for it. yeah perfect uh venue for that um I I just love it and it's interesting uh that uh, he has displayed his innovative works at Miami Art Basel in in 2022 and 2023 and participated in NFT NYC in 2022 now LaserLoo's collaborations are just as impressive, including work with DJ Chris Holmes and immersive tech company COSM. Yes. For the Journey Within, which debuts in Los Angeles. coming up in the spring of 2024 so really kind of all over
5: i think you're going to start seeing lou everywhere yeah
2: Yeah, i love that and lou if you would share with us any social media platforms that we can find you at so we can really get engaged and excited about uh this uh coming up
6: yeah um very simple if you if you google uh, laser lou or laser installation art you're really only going to find links for me but um, I'm laser underscore Lou uh, on Twitter laser Lou dude all together on Instagram and then if you want to to find all these links and, and a lot of interactive works and stuff you can hit my website it's laserlou dudeude. art
2: you know you know as as a, a curious individual and you were able to kind of find your way through laser art, are there, for, for people who want to really kind of pursue this or, or get more information about it, are there classes? Are there some venues that, that individuals can take to kind of begin to set up a, a laser art practice or learn about the, laser, the practice of laser art?
6: Not yet, mm. but I think that is, is going to be kind of an angle that uh, we're going to approach um, as far as me trying to teach what I'm doing. So uh, oh. I do get questions and when then are there YouTube, you have a YouTube, Explains it. so
2: mm-hmm. I
6: have not created that there, there really isn't anything out there. So I think that's kind of a calling for myself to, to teach. I'm, I'm an open door. Anybody mm-hmm. who wants to DM me and ask me questions, how to get started, safety tips, uh, you know, sourcing different parts. If you want to build your own or if you want, you know, to just buy your own, you can just reach out to me. Um, I'm, I will talk about this all day long, and I will help whoever wants to, you know, try to help me push my my art further. So um, I'm an open book.
2: Well, you know, the the very practice of laser uh, has so many benefits and, and opportunities to, to in in the field of medicine and art and yeah. so much more. Technology is just crazy with with uh, the addition of lasers. And that do you are, are you? So I understand that you hail from independ, uh, India indianapolis india uh, indiana oh God.
5: it's a yeah. tongue twister <laughs> yeah yeah you're, you're
2: from the states uh, <laughs> yes so are you based out <laughs> are you still based there or are you at a difference yep. s- okay yeah yep, yep.
6: i live in indianapolis but uh, like you like you mentioned earlier um you know getting this in front of of folks putting all the gear in my car and driving all the way across the country yeah so I can set up for a night and and have a thousand people look at it and then tear it down and drive back is is really like the most exciting thing that I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously a lot of work, and I think oh, the planetarium show is going to help me kind of do the same or have similar effect. I don't think there's, there's anything that's going to actually compare to you seeing it in person, but yeah. this is going to be pretty close to it, and um, I think that's going to help me kind of yeah, <laughs> Uh, save some energy and not have to drive everywhere, and at the same time, kind of get this this spread out. Um, so I'm I'm hoping for for good things to come from it.
2: So with this uh, event at the Union Station, you have uh, coming up the Journey Within again in Los Angeles. Do you have something beyond that? Or do you are you creating kind of as you are exhibiting? You know, for for future shows or for others, sort of.
6: I, I so so I create almost every day um wow. I've, I've got a big family and uh, four dogs and three cats and five kids <laughs> yeah a job uh, all on top of this stuff, but I try to get in the closet and create something new every day mm-hmm. um and and so and these are all the same size so so one i'm I'm always making something new but at the same time making this larger and, and making it to where Maybe next year, Art Basel. Instead of walking up and, and talking to me and looking at my my closet size installation, you're walking into it. Um, wow. You know, it, it, it's going it's it's as large as the warehouse. You know, we're talking large mirrors, larger lasers, things of that nature. Um, it's it's going to be a process finding the material, yeah, yeah. making sure it's it's absolutely safe for people. But that's the number one thing people say when they walk in. They say, "Man, I want I want to walk in there." And I say, "So do I." Uh, and so, mm. right now, it's it's easy to do that with, you know, a, a 360 camera, and you're kind of shrinking yourself down, right? Wow.
7: Uh,
6: or blowing that up digitally instead of, you know, physically making it larger. But I think, naturally, that's where it's going. Uh, I've talked to so many people over the past three or four years um, in person when they come and see my art that want to help me do that and, and take it to that level. So, naturally, it's going to go there. I think time is, is a huge thing, though. Um,
2: mm-hmm. Oh, so I've yeah. Got,
6: I've got mouths to feed. Uh, so uh, <laughs> when when the time is right, I think it, it's going to be something where, you know, hopefully maybe next interview we can do it inside of an installation.
2: I would love that. I would love that. You know, and I have a kind of an odd question, but I'm, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about the technology and the laser and all that. Is there any sort of funding to, to bring together art and technology, lasers and, and all of this? I mean, it seems to me that you know, the, the industry is wide open for that sort of collaboration or that sort of support from, from you know, the science, the field of science and that.
6: So so there are lots of, of different um, open calls for artists yeah. and, and grants and, and things, you know, that I could submit and say I want to build sure. you know, this huge installation. The art world is, is kind of um, shy about lasers. There's, there's not a lot of laser art there. People okay. like it. But yeah. they're not used to it. They're not comfortable. They don't have anything to compare it to. There's, you know, it, it's yeah. lots and lots of compliments. But as far as people wanting to invest in it, I think it's it's very, very new. It's very unique. So um, on the science side of things, right, uh, There there is a ton of science involved. Sure. Um, but... Honestly, I haven't gone and looked for, for uh, you know, funding through the Science Avenue. It's It's been more along the Art Avenue.
2: I love that. You know, I want to say again, Kansas City's renowned planetarium is set to host the trailblazing digital artist, Laser Lou Dude, in an awe-inspiring laser show titled Laser Visions. So this is scheduled for March 16th of this year, and it promises really to be a captivating experience combining art and technology it's a must see unionstation.org is the website mary do you have anything that you want to add to to the conversation that um
5: i think you asked some wonderful questions and um really got my mind thinking about ways to expand LaserLoo's vision to other people um i encourage everyone to get out and see this show and um to experiment with lasers and to check out Dude Art, And I'm really grateful that we got a chance to come on here and, and share Lou with all of Kansas City.
2: Well, and, and mm. I'm going to say thank thanks to you, Mary, because you have this entrepreneurial spirit and <laughs> you brought this to, to our city. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, and And it's not only this, but you've done other events.
5: True. Yeah, we're going to continue to do events throughout 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to you know, encourage the digital arts community. We wanna build a right. digital arts community. Right. We wanna show people what's really possible in this realm. And um, I think Lou's art is a great example of, of what is possible and mm. where creativity can take you, what your imagination I can lead it. to. And yeah. um, he will be here scattered throughout 2024 and other events. So definitely keep an eye out for him. Um, you can find more details, like I said, at his website, laserlou.art, or DigitalDreamsKC.com, and um, we look forward to sharing more and more different types of unique, innovative art with people.
2: Yeah, DigitalDreams.com is your organization. Digital Dreams KC. KC. So we want to make sure that that people can check that out, too, because, as you said, there's upcoming events, and they don't want to miss that, but certainly, you know, this is a go-see. Yeah. Thank you so much, Laser Lou, for joining us today. Um, I hope to meet my you. My pleasure. Yeah, I hope to meet you when you come in town, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk again, I promise.
6: Great. Can't, looking forward to it. Thank Very you so much. good.
2: And thank you, Mary yes, McCauley. Yay. I, I mispronounced her name earlier. <laughs> but uh, <Martha. laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay. I, 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 I got the Mary right. Thank you yes, so much for joining us today. We're going to be right back with ArtSpeak Radio after this.
4: Hi, I'm Russ Simmons.
0: And I'm Susan Sanders.
4: And this is Take Two, Two Takes of a Movie currently playing in theaters or streaming. Last summer, the shameless and unapologetically raunchy comedy Joyride was released in theaters, and it can now be viewed on multiple streaming services. Ashley Park, Stephanie Su, Sherry Cola, and Sabrina Wu play Asian-American friends who go on a trip to China where everything goes
0: awry. Joyride is a body comic road trip story focusing on audrey an asian young woman adopted by an american couple and lolo an asian girl raised by her chinese american parents best friends from childhood audrey and lolo go on a trip to beijing audrey is supposedly on business and lolo is going for the ride two other asian girlfriends join them and the fun begins Sex, drugs, rock and roll, but then the tone shifts to Audrey looking for her birth mother and an argument upsets the friendship among the four.
4: It's goofy, energetic, and the cast is very appealing, but Joyride will either bring you joy or loathing depending on your level of tolerance for the vulgar humor and off-color banter.
0: The sexual escapades may lead some moviegoers to become uncomfortable.
4: Joyride is so crude that I had a hard time appreciating its positive aspects. One plus is that it strikes a chord for inclusion in front of and behind the camera. Director Adele Lim and the screenwriters are all Asian American women, arguably an underrepresented group in
0: Hollywood. The tone shift from comedy to serious life considerations may be disconcerting, but it's an entertaining story and mostly it's fun. I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this
4: is Take Two.
1: Hi, this is Barry Lee.
6: Host of Signal to Noise here on KKFI. Our fun drive will be starting soon and we need volunteers for our phone bank. You can participate remotely or by coming into the station. All phone bank volunteers must be comfortable talking to donors on the phone and entering pledges on the computer. In addition, remote phone bank volunteers will need a reliable internet connection and a computer with a microphone and speakers. Sign up for a shift today at kkfi.org slash phone bank or contact our volunteer coordinator at 816-994-7864 for more information.
2: KKFI Broadcast is now mobile. Get the app for non-stop community vibes. Live radio, podcast, news,
1: and your favorite tunes with the real-time playlist. Dive into the KKFI experience. Download the app today.
2: Hey, we're back live. This is Speak Radio on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks so much for joining us today at our new hour, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Woof a big change, but we're happy to have you along. And we're happy to introduce our next guest, Catherine Browder. She's uh, a writer, a novelist. We're going to talk about The Manning Girl, a novel about a single man struggling with the unexpected challenges of fatherhood and a modern reimagining of Elliot Silas Marner. And we're so happy to have you. It's been a while, Catherine
7: thank you for having me back. It's a um, pleasure to be here.
2: You know, I've, I've read nothing but wonderful reviews about this book. Let's talk a, a bit about it. Sort of a, give us a, a snapshot of, of what you've written.
7: Well, I was recently asked how, what was it about, and so I, the first, first thing that came to my mind if I were having to, you know, give a one-sentence or two-sentence description uh, is that it's, uh, it's the old theme of the baby dumped on the doorstep, but I think to expand that more accurately is, you know, it's the abandoned infant being deposited on the doorstep of the least likely person, um, a, a bachelor, who then raises the child, which is basically the theme of the later theme of Silas Marner as
2: well. mm mm-hmm. You know what uh, you, you've written so many different books. I want to say that uh, you, you've had a whole other lifetime of yes. uh, being a high school teacher, part-time farmer. Uh, oh, he. The, the, oh, uh, your uh, character <laughs> your character. That's not you. <laughs> yeah, your character, Tyler Manning, right? Right. Um, a bachelor of thirty-eight, and planning for his first day of summer vacation, when a strange car approaches his Kansas farmhouse. Now that. Has a lot of possibilities, but by the time the battered Ford departs, Tyler is holding a three week old infant placed in his arms by a girl of 15. Wow. I mean, Correct. what a wonderful beginning with so many possibilities. Yeah. Um,
7: interestingly, the original, My Baby, arrives on page two, basically. And in <laughs> the original, the child does not arrive until page 100. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, different styles. The backstory comes first yeah. in the older novels. Um, but, you know, this is not an attempt to imitate the old book. Sure. Step by step. It's more of an echo. You, you pick up echoes of the original one.
2: Well, I want to mention that Catherine Browder is the author of several books of short fish fiction. Now We Can All Go Home, Three Novellas, in Homage to Chekhov, Secret Lives, Winner of a Missouri Writers Guild, Best Book Award, The Clay That Breathes, The Heart, and uh, audiobooks, ebooks. Her award-winning stories have appeared in a variety of journals and anthologies, including Prairie Schooner, Shenandoah, uh, new, new Letters, it's, Nimrod, Kansas Quarterly, New Stories from the Midwest 2016, Kansas Noir, The Broken Bridge, Fiction from Expatriates in Literary Japan, Exposures, Essay by Missouri Women Writers and Elsewhere. Now, her and also to addition in addition to that her plays have been produced regionally and at the hot, hot Link hot ink new play festival of new york city a recipient of fiction fellowships for the uh, from the national endowment for arts and murray Marie- Missouri Arts Council. She has worked as a facilitator for the Memory Project at the Midwest Center for Holocaust Education. She taught creative writing at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, and was time, uh, for time, an advisory editor at New Letters Magazine, where her books reviews, book reviews appeared. Mostly, she was supported by the writing habit, by teaching English as a second language overseas and in the USA for refugees, immigrants, and university students. Now, um, I love that you have a three-legged cat. yes yes and his name is oh mr lucky he was lucky being
7: plucked out of the street since we thought he was dead oh bless your heart turned out very much not to be and (laughs) so yes he is he is the cowboy
2: cat that keeps us busy i love it i love it katherinebrowder.com is the website you know um so like i said uh, i read The reviews and the really wonderful things that people have said. The Manning Girl, Heartwarming and Wise, shows that what we care about most, hope, family, love, a bright future can be made. And that's Thomas Fox Averill. Uh, You know, this book is available now.
7: Yes, it is. It just came out in in November. And uh, we can find it where? Um, I think you can find it at... um, you can always order it from the from the publisher, yeah. Regal House Publishing. In fact, if you do, they'll they'll include a um, handwritten note of thanks. <laughs> <that> you, <laughs> locally, oh, bless your heart. yes, locally you can find it at Flagship Books or in Lawrence at uh, the Raven. Um, and it can always be ordered from a bookstore, and yeah. I encourage that.
2: Well, and do you have any sort of? Uh, uh, appearances that you're going to make based on on this book and and sort of signing copies I, and that sort of that thing? has happened that okay. happened
7: mostly uh last november uh-huh. others I, as yet i i have been appearing are visiting book clubs mm. and that and oh, that's been fun uh to, it's always interesting for a writer to find out what people are thinking about it uh, about your book how the, because a writer or a reader brings <laughs> their own selves yeah, to a book. Yeah. So you're going to get as many d- different interpretations or Reactions to uh, let's say a novel as there are people who are reading them um, It's very different from the last time I was on uh, your show Maria I was talking about a collection of stories about a disaster and, and I, I thought of that book as a book about go- uh, loss. Mm-hmm. And The Man and Girl is a book about gain, how someone who mm-hmm. has kind of made himself reclusive because of, of loss, of betrayal, um, gains community, gains a family uh, quite unexpectedly for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, I think it's a book with wider appeal um, because it is about community. And I think people are, and I didn't realize this, you don't think of this when you're writing it. Mm-hmm. It's just incidental. Afterward, you s- you're saying, oh, this is a book about community, and people are hungering for community. Yes. Uh, incredibly yes. so. I, and, and so I think that this is um, how you, you know, the communities are around you if you can access them, Access them, whether it's friends, yeah. neighbors, um work colleagues which is the case here neighbors and friends and work colleagues and they rally around the main
2: character tie as he alone raises this little girl and it's interesting because i think oftentimes we don't think of ourselves in a community other than like you know the the neighbor next door but we are connected we are bridge we all are brought together uh by need and Support and and it's just a really lovely. I think uh, a book of hope. Um, it. I hope it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think. I think it may be
7: that. Uh, especially for the main character. Yes. Uh, yeah. He has been kind of devoid of that for a while until this incident. Until suddenly he's thrust into this uh, position of responsibility. And the child, as it turns out, is his ne'er do well estranged brother's child and mm-hmm. he really the estranged brother has no mm-hmm. idea he's fathered a child
2: mm-hmm. you know and it's interesting because uh, a lot of uh what we with with stories similar to this we hear from the the woman's side so it's it's wonderful to to kind of gain a different perspective in terms of what this this individual is going through with this child where i mean he's been a bachelor for you know, for thirty-eight years. Years. What a change in in life that must be, right? Imagine, yes. But he he seems up to the,
7: uh, hopefully up to the task. There is a dominant woman in this, his neighbor and childhood friend, and her voice is important and her point of view is kind of the secondary, but it also runs as a theme. Parallel to his point of view is hers about what's happening here because she and her husband and her family kind of turn out to be additional surrogate parents <laughs> besides him say, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they and um which is essential and that's part of the building of community that suddenly there is this additional yeah. family who, who rises to the occasion and helps him
2: yeah, that I mean, that's amazing how how it happens because I think about that community. In fact, I was thinking about it the, this morning. That you know, a lot of times, again, we just kind of take for granted or don't or just overlook that you know the the many resources that most of us have in terms of family and support and and you know emotional uh, guidance and and all of that. So does she kind of take a motherly sort of um, Position towards this the, the gentleman and so. yeah very much yeah. so I think um,
7: because the little girl has lost a mother the yeah. the birth yeah. mother yeah. Um, and so there is that element in here and you know I think that um, th- this is sort of an ideal and that position that character kind of appears in Silas Marner too as a neighbor yeah. who comes in a, a humble. Country woman who says, who kind of shows Silas how to dress her and do all these other things. Yeah. And it is her son, it's the son of this helpful neighbor woman that is important in both novels.
2: You know, if you just tuned in, I know we have just about six or seven minutes left, I'm talking with Catherine Browder, who is the uh, author of The Manning Girl, which is a novel, A Single Man Struggling with the Unexpected Challenges of Fatherhood and a Modern Reimagining of Elliot Silas Marner. So, you know, a- as you're talking, it's like, I of course, the, the book is wonderful, and, and it can be found at Barnes & Noble's uh, paperback e-books, and, of course, your favorite independent bookseller. But as you're talking, it's like, you know, Catherine, I— I almost want you to narrate this book, an audio book for me, because your voice is very authoritative and, and, and wonderful in telling us about it. That's like, I could have you read this whole book to me. Well, you got time later today? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Contact my publisher. <laughs> <laughs> I, <hear> it. <laughs> I love it. And then secondly, I also think, God, what a great movie this would make. I mean I have no connections but you know it it's just it, it really needs to be seen and read by by so many because it it's a beautiful story it really truly well, someone is someone
7: did comment to me they thought it was cinematic yeah. you know yeah. and and I th- I think there are scenes in here that could very easily be um, you know visual you know
2: very visual scenes but well yeah um, Matthew McConaughey as the part-time farmer high school teacher yeah (laughs) yeah contact him immediately yes (laughs) you're like that right you know um again this is uh available through this book is available through the Manning girl uh regalhousepublishing.com uh you have a website or social media that you want to share with our listeners um
7: I do have and I'm trying to think it's uh I think that my Facebook page is Katherine Browder Morris. I think all okay. three names are on it. And the
2: web page, I think, is com. You know, and congratulations. This is just really lovely. Um, the heartwarming story of Tyler Manning's growth as he fosters the childhood and adolescence of the baby dumped on his doorstep. Full trance readers. Linda Rodriguez had written that review, and uh, she's a good friend of ours. And, you know, she knows... She knows Good writing. Well, Linda, bless her
7: heart, read a very early version of this Uh book, um, and I was, someone asked me when I started it, and I was thinking, oh my God, it's been, this was put on the back burner, returned to put on the back burner. Uh Uh, Two other books came, pushed it aside um, while I worked on them, including the one that I talked about when I Uh visited you last, the stories about the Japan disaster. Um, that so this this book, this dear book just got pushed aside and then finally I sent it to this publisher for they were having sponsoring a contest and I thought,
2: why not? Um, and gratefully, they picked it up. Wow. We're so very fortunate to have you in our midst, and thank you. You know, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope to have you back soon because you're just really delightful to talk with, yeah, and thank uh, you. we can you know discuss a little bit more in in depth. But thank you so much it's again for joining here. us, you bet. Hey, I also want to thank Michelle Campbell, uh, Catherine Browder, Laser Lou Dude, and Mary Mc holly thank you so much for joining us today next week february 7th we're into february we have dimitri reyes who's going to join us on Artspeak radio stay tuned next gosh this sounds so different now uh for wednesday midday medley with my beloved mark manning thank you for joining us today and honey i'm coming home <laughs>
0: uh
4: what is bigotry i
0: don't know what bigotry is
4: what does uh hatred mean i
0: don't know what it is
4: uh what is uh prejudice
0: um i think it's when somebody's sick
4: let's play every wednesday at noon radio
1: nico pisa
2: This is Maria Boyd, producer and host of ArtSpeak Radio. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. to ArtSpeak Radio. We feature interviews with artists, writers, performers, musicians, arts organizations, and so much more. So be sure to join us for ArtSpeak Radio every Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., only on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Okay? Okay.